The Sports Career Podcast, episode 196. How can self-education improve a professional footballer's performance on and off the pitch? Sports Achiever and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. Great to have you here. I'm your host Ed Bowers and as always my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who can really encourage you to be the best version of yourself every day and I really do hope this podcast can help you with regards to your sports career development. Especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the football industry, I really do hope this episode can support you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Laura Vetterline. Laura is a professional football player at West Ham United, and I'm super excited to have her on the show because I always find it interesting having the opportunity to interview elite athletes to really learn what it takes to perform at the highest level. So it's so great to have Laura as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Laura will share her football career journey and explain to you the benefits of self-education with regards to yourself, but also for professional footballers who can perform better on and off the pitch. Laura, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please can you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Um, yeah, thanks, first of all, for having me. It's a real pleasure for me to talk to you today. Um, so my journey, I would say, basically, I fell in love with the game from an early age on. Um, I always used to play football in kindergarten with my sister. Um, yeah, I have an older sister, so that really helped me that I could uh, play with her as well. And um, I didn't have to convince our parents anymore that it's okay um, to play football as a girl. So she had to fight this fight first. And yeah, then I, I got signed up for the local boys club. And from there on, I, I just played football all my life from Age six to sixteen, I played with the boys' team, which was maybe the best uh, thing that could have happened <laughs> to me, because I would say this really helped me to to grow as a person and also on a on a football level, um, because you really have to adapt um, to the level of the boys and physical. It's really challenging. So yeah, that's what how it started, and since that, I'm just yeah so passionate about football. Just going back in time really quickly before we talk about like the clubs you've been playing for and stuff like that. Can you just remember the actual moment to yourself when you went, right, I'm going to be a professional football player? Because there's so many people going, I wanted to be a football player, but it didn't happen. So out of interest, when was the moment you actually dedicated yourself to be a professional football player? I would say this happened when I moved out when I was 16 years old. I I moved out um, to join my first professional club the, my first women's team and there I realized okay it's happening so now I'm I'm professional and um yeah I, I never really started just with the the idea to become professional I just loved playing and then all of a sudden you realize oh I'm quite talented and yeah maybe that that can really work out one day and just from a skill set perspective 
What were your strengths as a professional football player, which helped you become a professional athlete? So one strength was that I um, am really like consistent in what I'm doing. So once I have a goal, I work on it really, really hard. So when someone says to me, oh, you can't do this or you're not good enough in that, then I'm like, oh, I will show you, you know. So <laughs> I I really um, enjoyed working hard and working on my weaknesses. And I think that's the main thing that in the end helped me to, to become a professional footballer. So turning that underdog into being the winner sort of mentality and proving somebody else wrong. This is really interesting. Really quickly on that goal, did you put a plan in place in regards to achieving that goal? I mean, actually writing down anything or was it all in the head? If that makes sense. Yes, I actually really wrote it down. But if, at first it was really like a, a childish thing. I was I was maybe 10 years old or so. And then you have those little homeworks where they ask you for your plans. And yeah, I wrote down, I, I will be a professional footballer. When they asked for my profession, I said, professional footballer, going to play for Bayern Munich I, because I was like a big Bayern Munich fan. Um, and in that time I thought, yeah, maybe I, I play with the men's, you know, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't really understand that it's not my um, my team. But anyway, so yeah, I, I wrote it down from an early age. And then when I grew older, I, I realized it's really helpful to write down your goals. Would you mind just filling in the gaps for the listeners of after 16, what happened next from a football journey perspective? Yeah, so with 16, I moved out and I was for four years in Zabrücken, my first women's team I um, finished the school there so yeah I always I always tried to combine both the educational part and the professional um, football and then with 19 when I finished school I moved to Wolfsburg I signed for Wolfsburg for four years which was really really a good time because I also played there together with my older sister and um, yeah after four years I I moved to another um a bit smaller club in Germany before I came to England last year. So where are you playing in England? You haven't mentioned that yet. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm playing at West Ham since one year, which I really, really enjoy. And yeah, every day I'm like, wow, that was the, the right decision because once you uh, think about leaving your home country, you, yeah, you feel a bit like yeah, kind of anxiety. <laughs> like, oh, is it really going to work out? And moving away from what you know and in another country but wow every day I'm really really happy that I chose um, to join West Ham. Before we talk about your time at West Ham for this one year out of interest have you seen a different uh, style of play from when you're in Germany to coming to the UK out of interest? Oh yeah <laughs> definitely um, my my friends in Germany uh, also asked me this like what is the biggest difference um to the German league, and I would say the physical part is definitely the the most um, yeah the significant difference. It's really it's really intense, and as a centre back, you you have you always have to be ready for some strong strikers that go for it and they don't stop, and um, you really have to be strong and physically prepared in every game. It doesn't matter if you play the first um, like the team who's top uh, in the table or bottom table it's always really really intense and you mentioned it really briefly and I think this is just important for me it's just an educational perspective but we you know we hear about the transfer window when players move and we don't consider which you said settling in 
in a new country? Like, how have you found that out of interest? Yeah, settling in was quite um, easy for me because I had one other German teammate already that I knew when I came. So, yeah, you always have that part where you can sometimes speak your own language and you feel a bit more at home. And also the other girls were super, super nice. And straight away you felt like a part of the team. And also my my flatmate that I shared a flat with last season, she was a, a Dutch girl and she used to speak a little bit of German as well. So, yeah, it was all really, really easy and nice um, to settle in here. Awesome. Just from a skill set perspective, we've talked about consistency, we've talked about goals, but for the listeners listening in, in your opinion, what core skills do you need to be a professional football player? Yeah, that's a really good good point. Um, because as I said, you you have different perspectives to look at it. So um, on a football level, of course, you have to have this talent um, kind of physical skills that you're, yeah, that you're fast enough and good endurance and those kind of things. But once you have this, I think it's really, it comes down to being persistent, um, having a mindset where you, where you really know where you're going, that you have a goal, that you work hard on it. It, it, for me, it all comes down to hardworking mentality in the end to, to become a professional footballer. And of course uh, you need some kind of football talent and some skills but once you have this, yeah, it, it the only the only difference if you make it or not is in your in your head, in my opinion. Absolutely, and that's all walks of life in all walks of careers, by the way. And what you've just said that I can relate to with this podcast journey, having that mindset of keep doing another one, keep educating. Now, with regards to today's podcast topic, and if you don't mind, I'd like to share to listeners of how we got connected because it's all about building networks, building, um, you know, uh, meaningful connections. We got connected on Instagram. The one thing I was really intrigued with on your profile is your self-development and how you read self-development books. And it relates to this podcast topic. Out of interest, how important is self-education with regards to being a professional footballer on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well? That's um, something I'm really, really interested in. I enjoy self-educating myself a lot. I enjoy looking at others um, to get inspiration, what you can do next to your career. And um, yeah, I just find it extremely important, not only as a a footballer, but just as a person, to grow as a person, to to understand yourself a little bit better. Because once you um, work on something or you take part in a course, you you get to know yourself a bit better. You know, you realize, okay, that's maybe that's not for me. I always thought I'm interested in it, but maybe no, it's not for me. Or you find out that you're really passionate about something and you can still um, keep working on it. So I think if you're a professional athlete or not, it's always really important to um, work on yourself and keep self-educating yourself. Out of interest, what topics have you found most interesting? Yeah, for me, it's, Honestly, I'm so passionate about football, so I always try to educate myself in the football industry, um, whether it is the marketing um, part or the business part of football, but also the the coaching um, field. So right now, I take part in a scouting course, uh, online course, and I also um, going to start to do my A license in coaching next to my own professional career, which is maybe really time um, intensive, but never mind. I really enjoy that a lot. So 
yeah, I, I work on those uh, things right now. At least you can learn on the go as a player, and then sometimes if you have the times have a water break, sit from a coaching angle. Yeah, really, it's it's, it's uh, very beneficial um, to be a professional player and work on your coaching license license at the same time because you have so much experience yourself already. Sometimes I just think about what we are doing in training and how I would do it differently maybe than the coach or what things I enjoyed a lot and which things I don't enjoy. So, yeah, you can really benefit from it. And just from an education perspective, because it's Education to Sport, which is the website, and the one area I've actually been more involved in is women's football. Um, was involved with the Athens Women's Football Summit and it opened up my eyes with regards to where the women's game is going. And I was just intrigued of... Where would you like to see development in the women's game? Yeah, on an educational um, point of view, I would love to see that there is even more space for the women, for the professional women to grow as a person and that they have or that we have um, more opportunities to develop different skill sets off the pitch as well. Um, I have to say I really, really enjoyed it when I came to England that the PFA offers so many um, courses like online courses and funding if you if you want to study something so they really encourage players here to do something off the pitch as well and I think this should be like the the standard for every league in in the world um, so that the all the players have the chance to get to know um, yeah what else do I like off the pitch and they don't have to define um, themselves only as a football player but that you can find another passion and you have something else to to really um, put your put your mind in. Yeah I think this is really important just with regards to off the pitch courses do you mean like courses like how to run a business and stuff like that so it's sort of after your career as an athlete is that what you mean? Yeah exactly not only that you know what you're gonna do after your career I think that's a really really important point but also that sometimes your foot or your football is so um, intensive for your mind as well that it's really good to have something to switch off a little bit not that you're not fully dedicated to your sport that's not what I mean but that you have something you know when when you've lost three games in a row you wake up on a Monday you feel really really bad like uh, and then if you don't have anything else to focus on this can take a while to get over it but if you have something like ah you know you have to do this study now or whatever connect with someone else exactly then it really helps you to to move on quicker from um losses or yeah difficult times in your sport so yeah I think this really helps just a quick question this is just on the spot if you don't mind how do you um cope with defeat and turn it into success from your perspective, not the whole team, because you can't control that, but from a controllable for you, how do you cope with uh, defeat? Yeah, I, I really find it <laughs> quite difficult, um, as I said, to wake up on a Monday after a loss on, on a Sunday. Um, it takes, yeah, I would say it takes one or two days for me to really move on from it. I always try to watch the game back straight away so that this is, just that I'm done with it, I'm over with it. I try to see what, um, yeah, what didn't go well, and and then just focus on the next game. Really, that I think that's the best thing you can do. That you don't think too much about um, what happened in the past, but that you uh, look forward and be like, okay, next game is on Sunday. 
so what what's the plan i yeah i just try to <laughs> set up a new plan new game plan for myself and um yeah that's where where i change my focus then absolutely and i find this conversation really interesting out of interest what have you enjoyed the most from your football career looking back to that young 16 year old that's a good one because i just um talked to my parents about it when i was um at home for <laughs> three months during during the lockdown and i said to them honestly it's maybe not even just the like titles that you win or big games that you won but for me it's the people that you meet in football the connections that you make and those moments in the locker room really um where you just you can be yourself a hundred percent i think i've never found another um like field or area in in the world where you feel more yourself than in this surrounding of your teammates in a locker room where you can be yourself have a good talk just be crazy and whatever so um for me i think it's really the the people um that you meet during your career that make make it so special just one point and you've highlighted it a couple of times how important from any career journey perspective is to be yourself because it's been a career tip that's been on my podcast quite a lot but sometimes when we're trying a new journey or trying something new it's sometimes hard to be ourselves so could you just explain how that has actually supported you as a player yeah that that has really supported me because once you you start maybe let's say with 16 coming into your first women's team you're a bit insecure you don't really know uh, do I fit in or do they accept me so in in that age I think you you just start growing and you start realizing oh it's it's really okay to be myself and usually the environment in in a team is a really positive one and a good one where everyone is accepted that's what I love so much about football or sports in general I feel like um yeah everyone is so open and um open-minded so yeah it's a it's a good platform to be yourself and once you realize um that it's a safe place and you are yourself you can perform on on your best level I always find it um yeah I, I you can see the difference in players when they feel comfortable and uh, good in the place then they perform on their best well, they're not thinking. I think that's the key point. They're not thinking. They can just focus on what they enjoy. Like me doing this podcast show, I enjoy doing these all the time. And Laura, out of interest, we're at a stage of the interview where I like to finish with an inspirational question. And you provided bags of tips already. But for that, for a 16-year-old, going back to your experience, what three tips would you give to a young footballer starting their professional career? What's that first step? So I would say the first main thing that helped me a lot and I would recommend everyone else um, is to surround yourself with people that support you a lot and guide you. Um, let it be your family, your closest friends or mentor, whatever. It has to be someone who believes in you and encourages you, but also is a bit um, critical with you. It doesn't really help when someone always tells you, oh, you're the best, you're the best. And never says anything negative that you have to work on so i think you need you need a, a good surrounding um of people that have maybe also the same values and same um passion about what you're doing um so yeah that's that's really really helpful because on your own it's going to be really difficult and um the the second thing is 
I would say, to set yourself a goal. And um, not only a long-term goal, but also some steps how you can make it to this end goal, kind of, because sometimes it's a bit um, scary if you see that big mountain in front of you and you're like, oh, how can I ever get there? So maybe make little uh, goals on the way and most importantly, enjoy enjoy the way to the top of that mountain, not only being like, oh, okay, once I achieve it, then I'm happy. No, you should be happy along the way and enjoy sometimes also the, the pain of climbing up that hill and yeah, just enjoy the process. That's kind of what our coach is always telling us, trust the process and also enjoy the process. And the third one is um, once you've reached that top of the mountain, maybe don't stop there. You can always find something else to uh, achieve, to maybe reach for more, strive for more. So that would be my, my third goal. The end goal or the third tip, I would say, is to always strive for, for more. That is amazing. You can see my big smile, how much I've enjoyed listening to those three tips. And I really do hope the listeners enjoyed them as well. Out of interest, how can people interact with you on social media? Um, yeah, so I'm on um, Instagram. You can find me there when you type in my name. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn also. So I would say I'm on all of Facebook. Yeah, so all the um, common platforms you can find me. And I'm always really happy to connect uh, with people and talk about sports. Just um, like we uh, connected on LinkedIn and Instagram. So yeah, that's something I, I really enjoy. Awesome. For the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Laura, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. I really enjoyed it. What a fantastic podcast chat with Laura. And I really do hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. For me, the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this podcast chat with Laura is having the ability to commit to what you want to do. For me, when I heard the journey of Laura at the age of 16 committing herself to be a professional footballer, bearing in mind I speak to a lot of experts who have that dream to be a footballer, but it doesn't happen. And I think one element is having that mindset towards commitment. And to me, that's the biggest thing I've taken from this podcast chat with Laura with the application of writing down your goals daily to really provide that affirmation of making that commitment a reality. But with regards to this week's podcast topic, I hope you've got a better understanding of the power of self-education. For example, you're listening to this podcast. I like to say that this is a little tool, this podcast show, to enhance your self-development with the application of self-education. But without a doubt, self-education is a way of that continuous learning in the area or in the certain fields you want to learn more about, certain interests you want to discover, and you may have that curiosity to find that knowledge of that area or that sport or that career uh, title or job and then you get that education and, and you see what you do with it meaning there could be some self-education let's say this podcast where you listen to it going actually I don't want to be a professional footballer but I've learned the power of setting goals or 
you know, you learn, you do a course, you've committed to a course to be a digital marketer, for example, you've done it and you knew it wasn't for you. So self-education is about learning new things and knowing what you like and knowing what you don't like from a career perspective. I hope this makes sense because there's so much knowledge out there, you know, with regards to online, with regards to books, with regards to courses, and sometimes it can be very overwhelming. So the key is to really find that golden nugget of knowledge and apply it and put it into practice with regards to your life because that's what Laura says, you you find new discoveries about your own self. So I really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast chat with Laura. Now from a sports career tips perspective, I hope you put some of Laura's tips into practice such as having that passion and what you want to do but most of all set the goal with regards to what you want to achieve. Put those two tips into practice today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Laura said, trust the process, enjoy the process. When you've achieved what you want, don't stop because you can always thrive for more.